Bass Edge Radio, brought to you by MegaWare Keelguard. That's right. Protect your boat from grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete boat ramps starting in 2017. Start the year outright. Visit them at keelguard.com. Stocking stuffers, huge gifts, MegaWare makes it happen. Not only that, Bass Edge Radio is so hot, make sure you tell your buddies. It's a gift that doesn't cost you a gosh darn thing. Let's get this rocking. We're here. Bass Edge Radio begins now. You know the importance of protecting your investments, so why use anything other than the toughest keel protector for your boat? Grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete ramps are no match for our patented technology. KeelGuard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick. Their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour, providing the most dependable, most trusted keel protection for your boat, guaranteed for life. So give your boat the performance edge. Put on the protection the pros pick. KeelGuard keel protectors. Patented in 2000, perfected over years of testing and real-world punishment, the PowerPole is the ultimate shallow-water boat positioning tool. Swift, PowerPole deploys in seconds from anywhere in your boat. Virtually silent, PowerPole won't spook wary fish. Secure in strong currents or gusting winds in up to 8 feet of water. Engineered to take it with a lifetime unconditional replacement guarantee on the spike. PowerPole, swift, silent, secure. Visit PowerPole.com to find a dealer near you. Bass Edge Radio. Commence broadcast in three, two, one. You're listening to The Edge. Everything bass fishing. Coming to you nationwide from the Bass Edge Studios. Well, Kurt, hard to believe. Last episode of 2016, and I hate to say this, normally I'm not trying to, you know, blow through a year, but I am so excited with all the major announcements that we finally get to share uh, big time across the board with Bass Edge Nation and uh, kind of. Oh, hang on, hang on, we'll slow down just a little bit there, big guy. You got, you're, you're all fired up about this stuff. Let's, let's, uh, Let's let's maybe hold back until the year actually starts for the new stuff. Maybe maybe we should announce all that January one. Yeah, but I'm like the guy that you know. Yeah, you want to open your Christmas presents early, right? You say, hey, let's open a gift on Christmas Eve, and it ends up being the every gift under the tree. I know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, all right, I will. uh, I'll do my best to bite my tongue yet for two more weeks. But um, you know, you do bring up a good point. We've had a, a fantastic year. The level, you know, for as long as you and I have been doing this, the level continues to rise on what these guys are willing to divulge. And certainly, we've had some great episodes. Any any particular episodes stick out in in your mind, Kurt? For sure, man. You know, we we got to the point where we were picking winners before they won. And and one of those persons that uh, I thought had a great interview this year, really big into swim jig fishing, fishes uh, vibrating jigs a whole lot. And that's Brian Schmidt. You know, he really brought a lot to the table, a lot of real intricate details and a technique that we've talked about a few times here on the show, but really dives in deep. And uh, Brian, just, you know, a great overall dude, but also just giving it up for Bass Edge Nation and 
and sharing it. And and I think also what's been good for 2016 this year is we've really been able to ask more in-depth questions for some of our anglers. Aaron, I, I got to admit, I think we're getting a little better at what we're doing also. Well, gosh, I would hope so. I mean, as, as, as many times as what we get to do this, uh, you know, uh, certainly we need to raise the level and the bar because that's what Bass Edge Nation, you know, demands. And with all the information out there now and technology, and it's certainly a very dynamic sport. And speaking of, of it being a dynamic sport, you know, kind of my take on is exactly what you just said with regards to the question and the information we're, we're able to extract. You know, normally, Kurt, as you and I talk a lot off the mic, it's it's always a challenge, okay, how to create an interesting show, right? And and normally yeah. we'll, we'll tend to shy kind of away from the guys that are covered every way but Sunday. And Kevin Van Am certainly is probably the, hands down, the most covered angler in the media or in the press. But that's one episode to me that really stuck out because we were able to kind of dive off into with Kevin's permission, you know, and he even came back and said at the end of the interview and off mic and that he's like, you know, he's like, in all the years that I've been covered, I don't know that we've ever quite went into that level or that depth of some of those things that we talked to him about. So um, that was certainly one for me that kind of stuck out just because of the amount of, of sheer publicity that he is in the media. All the time. And we got a lot of great feedback off that show. And uh, I got to remind everybody that all these shows, you can go back to Bassage.com, look at our archive section, and uh, I don't know, we've done 246 episodes. There's, there's a lot of information there, and and there's not a whole lot of repeats. You know, we've done some guys three times or so, but uh, out of 200 and, you know, almost 50 episodes, really a lot of diversity talking about different times a year. One of the most diverse shows, you know, that we also had this year was with John Cox. That was one that I remember that, that really set 2016 on fire. It was a middle of the summer show. It was sometime around June. And uh, we were talking about having, you know, his techniques really based on his equipment. Uh, He's a shallow water guy. We talked about his aluminum boats and, uh, you know, how he likes to attack and how he he basically changed his whole process when he started fishing the FLW tour to really focus in on what he loves to do. And, uh, what happened? Dude won the Forestwood Cup. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, you know, the other thing, too, Kurt, is the listener questions. I mean, some of these questions, you know, we are inundated with a lot of questions and certainly want to continue to emphasize Bass Edge Nation, send those questions in, certainly for that chance to win that O'Reilly gift card. But also, chances are, if you're thinking it, somebody else out there is as well. And that's yeah. a way that the anglers can dive off into specific things that you guys want to know. Big part of the show really keeps everybody involved and and really keeps great feedback coming from our listeners, which we we couldn't do this, wouldn't have a show without our listeners. So, you know, big shout out to everybody supporting us in 2016 and and moving forward into 2017. And and talking about old shows, man, we got a cool new show with a rookie. We've got a new guy, a guy that's, I believe, going to make a big splash in the sport, going to be a 2017 BASS elite rookie, Alton Jones Jr.
Looking forward to getting perspective from this young angler heading to his first Bassmaster Classic after winning a BASS Open earlier this year, then topping it off with a bid to fish the 2017 Elite Series alongside his father. Please welcome Alton Jones Jr. Thanks for being on the show with us, Alton. Hey guys, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Well, it's certainly good to have you and talking about making a major splash. It's been a huge year for you, Alton. I I think that's an understatement. Open champion, Bassmaster Classic qualification, Elite Series qualification, and engaged. So let me ask this question very gingerly and think about your answer before you respond. But what tops the list? You know, for my personal safety, you know, I have to be getting engaged. Smart Um, man. But, but, you know, know, following up a a close second to that, uh, it has to be qualified for the elites you know going to the classic is great but uh to get that elite qualification is an absolute lifelong dream you know and i was definitely more nervous about that going in than i was you know on the final day of the red river i was so close in the, in the northerns missing it by one point and then you know being close again in the in the centrals was is just i mean your stomach was in knots for you know weeks on end so and and out i'm a bass fishing junkie so i kind of watch everything and i saw the first day at the final central open down at the basin you had a little tough day but dude you came back and and pushed yourself up over the top that was great to see and probably a real signature to your career moving forward how did that feel to really kind of move over the hump that second day you know it was great um you know that having that terrible first day almost calmed my nerves you know people talked to me after day two and they said man you must have been a nervous wreck you know i said no i wasn't because I, I thought i was done i went fishing i was relaxed i went and i said you know it's my last day on the water for the year and i need to go just enjoy it no matter what happens you know god has blessed me this year and uh you know i, I left it all in the water and i fished clean and, and got lucky and got two big bites that day yeah that's awesome i tell you what it's you know uh, looking at your your bass angler profile you know you can see that you've really had that in your bullseye the last couple of years you fished the uh southern central and northerns in 2015 then backed that up with fishing the southern central and, and northern opens in 2016 tell us a little bit about your journey from uh obviously growing up you know we'd be remiss not to mention you know your father uh, arguably one of the top anglers in, in our industry for many many years now and you growing up uh you know kind of alongside of him traveling with him um learning from him tell us your journey becoming a full-time pro you know we started off i mean since i was six years old i've traveled full-time to every professional level event my dad's fished um you know starting when i when i when i got old enough to really participate i, I began to practice every day with my dad so really from the time i was 12 till i guess in 2009 they got rid of you know when we when we couldn't practice but seven or eight years of you know daylight to dark three days a week you know and, and i also fished the co-angler division in one year when i became of age um really set the stage especially on the practicing of, of the fish finding part of the game and that, that's the part that nobody sees you know all those guys can catch fish but you know learning the fish finding process that's the hard part that's where the work's put in and you know that's where i, I kind of I, I got my foundation for that you know and then it was time to go to college and you know really the last thing i wanted to do was go to college um i wanted to go fishing right you know, right my, so my how does that work out did you have to duke it out with mom and dad and they won or how did that work i don't even think i i wouldn't say duke it out's the right word they, they kind of convinced me really easy they you know they said you know you go to college and you get good grades and while you're in school at college you can use one of your dad's old boats because right now you cannot afford to go fishing and and they were right you know doing that was was one of the best decisions I ever made and of course was guided by my parents on it it wasn't really my decision but you know looking back that was was very important to me because one I was not ready 
to go, you know, try to fish the opens or anything like that. And and two, you know, just to, to go get that degree, you know, something to fall back on. So uh, while I was in school, I fished a lot of, you know, really competitive team trails around here. Really, it was a great place to cut my teeth. You have Bass Champs, Texas Team Trail, and in, in my mind, they're the most competitive team trails in the country. I was able to have a little bit of success there, which in turn helped me fund, you know, my start into the opens. So that, that's kind of how that came about. Real quick, I want to go back to this college thing real quick. College fishing has become huge. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously this was, I think, what did you graduate in, 13 or 14? In 14. Did you get into the college fishing or did you just kind of stay in those team tournament aspects? I kind of leaned more towards the team tournament aspects. The college fishing when I was there, the present which was not big at Baylor. It was big in a lot of other schools around. I We did right. fish a few college events. I felt personally for me, my time and money was spent better in the other team tournaments. I felt the competition level at that time, you know, obviously there's a, it's changed a lot now. But at that time, I feel like the competition level was higher at those other places. And, you know, nothing makes you better than fishing against better people you bet. um, in my mind. And, and, and that, that's the reason I leaned, leaned the direction I did. I, college fishing is a great avenue for some anglers. Um, for me, at that time, it just wasn't really the fit. Yeah, that's a good perspective. Thanks. Well, hey, something that you said um, that really uh, kind of struck a chord with me, you mentioned you weren't ready to fish the open. So my question is, explain that briefly, what you mean by that. And then how has that experience been for your ascent into the Elite Series? Because I, I think that's something that perhaps I know I made the mistake early on um, of even at the at the lower levels that, that I fished at, perhaps of, of making that a move too quickly to the next level. You know, it's hard to say when somebody actually is ready, but I wasn't commanding my own boat, obviously, through high school. I was, you know, fishing with my dad and, and that. So that, that was really something I hadn't perfected in myself. I'd been in a boat a lot. I'd caught a lot of fish. I'd seen a lot of different ways to catch fish. But as far as my own decision-making on the water wasn't there. I hadn't developed that sharp sense yet. And really the only way you can develop that is time alone on the water, if you ask me. I try to spend as much time in the off season just fun fishing, you know, just going out on a on a blank slate with an open mind and just saying, you know, even if it's a lake I fished a ton before, you know, what am I going to try new today? You know, what am I going to try to figure out about this lake that I don't know? That helps a lot too. Like, you know, with this year, I had to make a lot of, you know, just fly by the seat of my pants decisions. And whenever you're not sharp, just you've got to be in that groove. And unless you're in that groove, you know, you're, you're not going to trust your gut. And I would not have trusted my gut back then. That's for sure. And, you know, that's, that's one of the big things that I have developed, especially this year that I don't think I had last year is just, just trusting your decisions and, and knowing when to make the right calls. Very good. Every angler has to overcome obstacles and, and uh, continue to just have more experience and, and become better angler. I mean, even though your dad is, is you know, one of the best out there, he, he's still learning. He's still, you know, becoming a better angler. What do you see as your obstacles to overcome or what do you need to work on that you feel like you need to achieve consistent success moving forward in your career? You know, that's a... That's a, that's a tough question. I think going forward, you know, just time on the water is there's literally no replacement for time on the water. And, and, I, and I think the, the most difficult thing being, you know, we, we only have two and a half days of practice now in the elite series. That's going to be a huge obstacle for me to get over going from the opens where if I wanted right. to practice for two weeks, I could, you know. Right. Um, so now instead of, you know, finding three days of fish in a week, I've got to find four days of fish in two and a half days. 
So uh, I think that's going to be be my biggest obstacle going forward over the next few years and into my career. But, I, you know, I think that's just something I'm going to have to develop on the fly, you know. I'm probably going to have to take a beating at points as I learn. That's that's a very mature way to look at it. And, you know, Kurt pointed it out. An interesting fact is, you know, I had the, the pleasure of, of Kurt and I both um, filming a show way back when in the early stages of Bass Edge with your, your dad down on Falcon. And, you know, you're in an interesting spot. Alton, because, you know, when you look at like the, the greats of fishing, like the Hibdens and the Browers, and, and now you guys have kind of stepped into that, that same father-son, you know, combo to where you're out there competing not only together, but also against one another. And uh, th- that presents some interesting mental challenges, I would think, as, as a son, right? Because you kind of have this looming shadow or whatever, or perhaps maybe created expectations, but yet you also don't want to forget the lessons and and some of the things, the many gifts that your dad has been able to provide you along right. the way. And if you were to kind of look at that and get the 30,000 foot view, how do you see that? And, and what's kind of your take on that description? There's no doubt, you know, he, he's absolutely set the stage for, you know, who I am as a, as a man today and as an angler. We definitely have our differences on and off the water, but I can look to a lot of characteristics that I like about myself and, you know, know exactly that they came from him. And, uh, you know, going into this next year, you mentioned we're going to be competing against each other. Uh, it is going to be a very different dynamic. You know, in the, in the past, we haven't been able to talk fishing. You know, they go to their 30-day off limits, and, you know, he can tell me how his day was, but, you know, I just got to kind of sit there with a zip lip. And, and I, I'm really looking forward to now, you know, being able to bounce ideas off of each other, which is something we've never never been able to do before. That's great. What are some of the kind of fundamentals that he's been able to provide for your growth? Not necessarily on the water, but off the water. Obviously, he's very religious. You know, he talks about, uh, you know, a lot of um, Christianity and and things that people should look forward to. And obviously, that's probably a piece of your makeup. But outside of that, just industry wise, where where do you feel like he's given you some growth that, that you can really take off and run with? I've gotten a lot of opportunities that a lot of up and coming anglers wouldn't have had you know growing up around the industry i know a lot of the right people to talk to which is something that a lot of people don't have the fast track on and, and that's been a huge help knowing when, you, when you're presenting to a new sponsor or or something like that um who to talk to and really he's been doing this for years he knows how to present yourself to these certain sponsors and and also going back to he made me go get a marketing degree well, he didn't make me get a marketing degree but he got <laughs> made me get a degree and i went right i went and got a marketing degree for those reasons and and and, uh, you know, just another thing that really stands out to me is it's after the Red River and after the Atchafalaya Basin when I qualified for the elites, he said, you're going to have a lot of people telling you that you're really good. And he said, the last thing you ever want to do is believe them. And, and I think I think that's that's a really important thing, you know, to, you know, to never take anything for granted and, you know, know where those blessings come from. We're not only a fisher of fish, but, you know, we, we try to be a fisher of men, you know, you know, try to have a, a bigger purpose than just catching fish for what we do. You know? Yeah, that's that's awesome. So in your marketing degree, I noticed last year you guys ran the same boat wrap, right? Miracle Ear. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. you guys, th- you feel like you'll be able to um, kind of work together on that sponsor stuff going forward? Or do you think you'll kind of see you take your direction and he'll take his? Or, or do you feel like that that's something marketing wise that will really benefit you guys could work together in certain aspects? I think definitely in certain as- aspects, it's going to it's going to benefit the both of us uh, going forward. You know, I think it gives us, you know, a huge opportunity um, with a lot of sponsors. We'll have two of us in the classic now. I don't know if anyone lives closer to Conroe than we do. You know, coming into the classic, uh, you know, I carry a name that already has a, a brand behind it. You know, it has, right. a, has a 
carries a lot of weight, and, and for that, I'm thankful, and, and that, that brings a lot of value to sponsors. Good stuff. All right, guys, we're going to take a short break. Bass Edge Radio is going to be right back with more from Alton Jones, Jr. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Eventually, it's going to happen. You'll turn the key and your engine won't start. Don't lose your ability to get around. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts for a super start battery. Whether it's a reliable economy, hardworking premium, or powerful extreme, you'll find it at an everyday low price. Don't let a dead battery slow you down. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Bass Edge Radio presented by MegaWare Keelguard returns with BASS Elite Pro Alton Jones Jr. in our Angler Spotlight brought to you in part by PowerPole Shallow Water Anchors. Swift, silent, secure. Alton, wintertime fishing is really coming to play here the last couple weeks as it has been many other parts of the country for a while now. How do you like to attack these early winter conditions here in the south? You know, this is approaching one of my favorite times of the year. And that's strictly because, it, I mean, wintertime means big fish. You know, these fish have been gorging, you know, all late summer into fall. And they'll continue that into the, you know, into the winter months, you know, just storing up as much fat as they can. One of my favorite things to do, although we're not allowed to throw it in the Elite Series, is throwing an umbrella rig type of lure this time of year, like the young Flash Mob Jr. That is a great way to catch the biggest bass of your life. You know, I don't care if your biggest bass is a 13-pounder or a 4-pounder. This time of year, it is literally an impossible bait to beat. Whether you're in a highland reservoir or you're in a you're in a shallow grassy reservoir, you know, like Sam Rayburn or Toledo Bend, that's something that I have trouble putting down, you know. Well, and, and along those same lines, and this is a selfish question because any time that I approach perhaps a new body of water, a new venue, you know, there's always those things that we have to kind of go to, right? You got to start your confidence somewhere. What are those mm-hmm. obvious pieces of structure or obvious types or things that you're looking for on a river or lake that you will target immediately upon arriving, you know, to, let's say, a, a new venue or a new body of water? Right. You know, something I always look for, if it's possible, is, is grass, especially hydro if you've got deep grass, you know, that really changes the game, you know, no matter what type of fishery you're on, whether you're in a really clear water fishery or, or dirty and shallow. Um, hydrilla seems to trump any other piece of cover in the lake, no matter where you are. That's something, if it has it, that's always my first focus is, is figure out where those fish are in that grass. Because if that lake has good grass, not doing a reasonable depth, that's where a good majority of your large fish are going to be. That's a great point. I'm going to go back just a minute. You talk about the umbrella rig. What kind of areas are you looking to throw this? Are you just, you know, obviously a lot of down here in South Texas, you talk about drains or, or East Texas, you talk about creek channels. What kind of areas are you looking for and what in those areas? Areas do you feel like are presenting the proper conditions to be successful with that umbrella rig? You know, a lot, a lot of what I look for is, like you said, a, like a creek channel bend or, or a drain going back into a flat. You know, it doesn't have to be anything uh, real sharp. You know, it can be, you know, if, especially if you're in South Texas, you know, on Lake Amistad, it can be a 10 foot flat for miles. And, and you know, all it takes is a, you know, one or two foot depression in there. And you know, all that is, is a bass highway. You know, it's just a high percentage area, and a lot of times in those creek channel bends where those deeper holes are, you'll see a lot of big females stack up, and uh, 
that's what you're looking for is a big old wad of, I mean, just fat, mean ones this time of year. <laughs> that's what I like to hear, fat, mean ones. So you talked yeah. some about grass in our last question as well that Aaron presented to you. Um, can you explain some of the tendencies of these East Texas lakes and why some of these fish stay shallow for much of the winter? I mean, anglers rely so heavily on lipless cranking over there, like Rayburn and Toledo to target bass, especially shallow water bass in these cold water temps. You know, Rayburn is probably the number one shallow lake in the country all year round, you know, and and I think a lot of that goes into hydrilla and milfoil. When you have that combination of of grass, a lot of big fish do go deep for the winter, but there's always going to be a percentage of those big fish that stay in that grass, you know, whether it's in the, you know, four to six foot range. And that goes for really all times of year, you know, like grass just trumps everything, even in the summertime. And there's no better way to approach that grass in that four to six foot than a lipless crankbait like a uh, booyah one knocker. It's a hard one to beat. And, and those fish, you know, you'll see them different types of year set up in different ways. You know, this type of year into the winter, you'll see a lot more fish, you know, transition into those drains on those flats. Uh, they'll want to be close to deep water still, but it's just, you can't get them out of that grass. That's, you know, that's where a lot of the bait likes to be. And it's just, it's great cover. You know, they always feel secure. It's just like being in a big warm blanket for them. So speaking of that big warm blanket, the antithesis is that you hear a lot of anglers dreading colder water temperatures, right? During tournaments, you're most likely, you're going to have one of these to start off the season in Tennessee at Lake Cherokee. How will you prepare for an event of this type since, quite honestly, I mean, it's just not really seen that often in major tournament fishing? Yeah, you know, as far as intimidating tournaments go for next season, I look at Cherokee and I put that one on the very top of that list. You know, I think think you can consider that one baptism by fire for Elite Series rookies uh, (laughs) because, you know, I I think you can just about guarantee we're going to see, you know, below freezing weather while we're there. It's it's going to be a highland reservoir. The lake fluctuates a lot. There's no guarantee of what level it's going to be. And I've, I've never been there. I don't really know anyone that's been there other than Ott Defoe and Skylar Hamilton. So uh, it's going to be a difficult one to approach. You know, I know I know smallmouth are going to be a big player. I fully expect for it to be a deep deal, you know, a lot of suspended fish over the ends of points. But as far as my approach to that one, that's one I'm still really on the drawing board about. You know, it's going to be an intimidating tournament for sure. Make sure you dress warm. That's number one. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna. The, the great thing is, is we go straight from there uh, to Okeechobee, so I get to pack my uh, my snow skiing gear and my flip flops and shorts in the same in the same bag. So <laughs> that's exactly right. Well, let me ask you this question. You know, you hear we hear about Alton Senior all the time. His signature technique has to be the yum dinger. Right. I mean, that's mm-hmm. you hear yep. you hear it all the time. So as the years go by, what will Alton Jr.'s signature technique be? Give us a little precursor here. You know, I, I love to fish in the springtime. I love to sight fish. I also love to throw a young dinger. But with that said, I would really hope, you know, at the end of my career, my strength is that I don't have a specific technique. I, I try to be a bit of a jack of all trades. I try to be very versatile, but simple at the same time. You know, I, I know that's a very broad answer, but I'm going to try to make it where they don't think Alton Jr. and they think, oh, well, he can do this or he can do this. I want to, I want them to think, man, he can do everything. Right, right, right. Well, so what is, like right now, if you had a uh, strong suit, would you say it's the sight fishing? Is that basically what you're trying to make yeah, happen I, more often than not? Yeah, I, I would probably say it's sight fishing. Shallow water fishing in general is, is probably my strength. Very cool.
Well, let's move into today's O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day, listener question. And uh, having you on the show, Alton Jr., I, I, I really thought this would go right down your alley. And uh, this question comes from Tony Papazane. Tony asks, my son and I are getting ready to start fishing team tournaments. Can you give us some tips on working as a team to be more effective on the water? Yeah, Tony, uh, you know, one of the biggest keys for me you know, fishing team tournaments for, you know, half a decade or so was, you know, having one captain in the boat. That was always very important, you know, to have one guy that calls the majority of the shots, you know, um, and another guy that it's really along for the ride. That was a key for me. It may not, it may not be a, as much of a challenge for you and your son, but that was always a challenge for myself. And another thing is, is to know when you're really on them, and you both need to be throwing the same bait. Um, that's something that I see a lot of guys don't do. You know, no matter what, they're always throwing different lures. When you're really on them and you know what's working, there's no need to be. You know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, I, I see a lot of guys too that, you know, no matter what, they got to throw something different than the guy in the in the front of the boat. And there are times and situations where that's just that's not what needs to be done. And that's that that's probably my biggest tip is know when to you know, to search with different baits or know when to hunker down and both of you throw the same lure. I, I, I see a hint of marriage advice in that, in that reply there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm learning fast. I'll yeah. that. Exactly. Well, uh, that's wait, a, wait, when is the date? You, you got a date set or are you going to try yeah. and knock that out before the uh, season starts? Knock that out. It's no, not, it's not, it's not like he's, he's, he's not checking hey, something look. off of his list here, Kurt. I mean, he's getting hey, married. Hey. He's checking it <laughs> off, man. That's just, that's, that's part. It's great to be involved with someone that you love so much that you want to spend the rest of your life with them. But for, really for most of us guys, you know, it's like, we already know the deal, you know, that's why we're not super involved with planning the wedding. I mean, we do some stuff and we act like we care a little bit more than we actually do, but we already know we're tying the knot. We're get, we're ready to go. So. All right, I'm I'm texting Rhonda as we sit here right now. I'm gonna say, all right, you got to listen to episode 246 because. <laughs> hey, hey, she's you know, a happy camper, I'm, dude. We're almost 15 years together, so. You know, I've I've learned one thing out of this wedding planning deal. I, I've tried to be as involved as I can, but I've learned to say yes. That looks great a lot. <laughs> that's my man right there that's what i like to hear oh that's good stuff well alton uh certainly so we digress uh but back to the question thank you for helping tony with that question and certainly coming from uh your perspective that means a lot because you obviously have lived it tony a couple things i need from you be sure to email us again through our website at BassEdge.com and you can simply click on the claim your prize tab and let us know that you heard your answer on the show and we will send out your O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card. And as always, a reminder, Bass Edge listeners, send in those questions to our Facebook page, Twitter page, email us, support at BassEdge.com or go right to the website and let us know what your question is and we will try to get that answered from our next guest on the show and uh, hey, get to win O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card. How good is that? That's fantastic. Alton, uh, it's certainly been fantastic for your debut episode here on Bass Edge Radio. And something tells me for the uh, nine years, ten years, whatever, however long Kurt and I have been doing this, that uh, this certainly will not be your last visit on Bass Edge Radio. Any final 
thoughts uh, here as we get ready to shut it down? No, you know, I, I want to say that uh, thank you guys for having me on. This is great, a great deal you guys going. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a religious listener. And uh, I look forward to, like you said, coming back again soon. Wow. And I uh, wish you great success, buddy. It's going to be fun continuing following your career. Have a bunch of fun out there. That's the biggest deal. And uh, Bass Edge Radio will return in just a moment. Hey, Bass Edge Nation. Bass Master Elite Series Angler, Cajun Baby, Cliff Crochet. Chilling with another strong episode of Bass Edge Radio. Now you can order Bass Edge Season 3 on DVD. Own the best resource for tips and techniques in bass fishing as host Aaron Martin tackles lakes across the country with the industry's top pro anglers, including Denny Brower, Boyd Duckett, Randy Howell, and Dave Wolak. This two-disc set includes all 13 episodes. That's over 10 hours of Bass Edge, including interviews, bloopers, and highlights, all for just $19.95. Order online at BassEdge.com. And be sure to check out previously released DVDs like Bass Edge Seasons 1 and 2 and Electronics 101. Bass Edge Season 3, now on DVD at BassEdge.com. Kurt, hard to believe, yet again, here we set another year has passed in the books of Bass Edge Radio. It has, and what a great way to end uh, a year with a new up-and-coming angler. What you know, a fantastic interview. Alton Jones Jr. Certainly, uh, he's going to take it to a level that uh, many people wish that they could achieve. Um, you know, he's got the right backing. He's got the right support. He's had the great upbringing. And it's really apparent he's matured well with that. And he is ready to move on to this next step. So, uh, man, just looking forward to seeing how that goes. And, and he has some great tips for all our listeners. You know, a lot of good winter fishing tips. And, uh, man, it's just been another awesome episode. All of 2016 fantastic episodes tips out the wazoo from a to b to c to d all the way to z it's just been uh, an awesome year man and uh, another you know man thanks thanks for having me with you here aaron on bass edge radio yeah buddy it's been a fun ride and you know you brought up how alton jones jr took it to a different level and and certainly you know i think that's just indicative of the entire year like you mentioned and and speaking of that you know we would not be able to do this of course with you the listener that's out there in bass edge nation but also you know our sponsors right the partners that help support this to be able to bring this and provide this free of charge completely downloaded twice a month to be able to go back and listen to archives based upon the season based upon the geographic region whatever it is out there that you're wanting to know about bass fishing chances are you're going to find that on bass edge radio and i just want to i, th- I think it warrants a mention of megaware keel guard you know they've been with us since the start since the inception o'reilly auto parts right doing the listener question giveaways those gift cards that get sent out each and every episode that is it's cash that you can spend you know mercury motors i mean it just they've, they've been with me since i've been in fishing i've never owned anything other than the mercury uh, power pole shallow water anchors i mean obviously we all know how useful those things are for being able to hold a location and do what they do and then finally last but not least Lawrence Electronics. <laughs> I mean, how many times have we talked about the importance of electronics and breaking that down and using the structure scan and the side imaging and the various things that uh, we're able to actually find more fish to get our lures in front of. So hats off certainly to all of our partners that we value so much. And guess what, Kurt? I know you're 
not going to let me say it, but we have some new partners and some that's new right. partnerships for 2017. That's only going to make it bigger and better. All kinds of good stuff coming for the uh, January one episode. And uh, man, I got to give a big Merry Christmas to to all the listeners out there. And of course, a Happy New Year. Um, I won't won't be able to talk to you again till January one, 2017. But uh, I always want to remember, follow us on our Facebook page, Twitter handle, follow us on on our website at BassEdge.com. Keep the those questions coming love the feedback and if you get a chance to rate us on itunes that would be an outstanding thing i know everyone's going to have a little bit of downtime over the holidays and uh hopefully you're going to enjoy all of the episodes from 2016 and we're looking forward to bringing you outstanding episodes next year in 2017 very well said kurt and you know certainly from my uh perspective my vantage point it's been a, a fun ride a fun uh several years once again i guess uh uh, here shortly we'll find out if we are the number one uh, bass fishing podcast in this space as the year comes to a close but although this episode is coming to a close it's only the beginning for what is to come in 2017 and i can promise you it is going to be a christmas gift that you are going to love for kurt dove all of the bass edge crew and from all of our partners we wish you a tremendous holiday safe holiday season and spend some time with the family and uh, take in some of those moments that you ordinarily don't get to do during the course of the busyness of the year. So long, everybody. We'll see you January 1. You know the importance of protecting your investments. So why use anything other than the toughest keel protector for your boat? Grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete ramps are no match for our patented technology. KeelGuard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick. Their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour, providing the most dependable, most trusted keel protection for your boat, guaranteed for life. So give your boat the performance edge. Put on the protection the pros pick. KeelGuard keel protectors. Edge is presented by KeelGuard. For more information on Bass Edge or to shop at the Bass Edge online store, visit BassEdge.com. And be sure to join Kurt Dove and Aaron Martin right here on another episode of The Edge, brought to you in part by O'Reilly Auto Parts, Mercury Marine, Lowrance, PowerPole, and Rapaholic.com. 